back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for the only child who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars back at the Marriott Center hosting the San Diego Toreros. The Cougars improved their record to 13-5, as well as 2-1 in the West Coast Conference with last Saturday's 96-70 win over Portland. The game was very unique with BYU extending its lead to 20-plus, followed by Portland going on a run. The Cougars would push the lead back above 20, and yet another pilot run would make it closer. In the end, the Cougars would roll, did what they were supposed to do, led by a fantastic game from T.J. Hawes. He finished with 13 points and 14 assists. Surprisingly, it was actually his first ever double-double at BYU. That was really hard to to think about. You just assume that he's had plenty of those, and so the figure out it was his only one or his first one was a little surprising and speaking of first double doubles Dalton Nixon picked up his as well with 14 points and 11 rebounds it was a good performance all the way around for the BYU Cougars they also hit 15 threes too shy of the season high of 17 which they hit uh, over in Maui uh, against Virginia Tech and that brings us to tonight and the USD Toreros. This is not the same Toreros team that ended BYU season in the WCC tournament last year. USD lost 55 points of production from last year's team. In fact, only one starter is back from last season. They're led in scoring by Bron Hartfield and Joey Calcaterra, two guards averaging around 13 points per game. San Diego has struggled this season. They're coming in tonight with a record of 7-12 and overall. They're also 0-4 in West Coast Conference play. Tonight's player interview, we're going to talk with big man Colby Lee. And Colby has been a very important part of this BYU team the entire season for many different reasons. Colby right now averaging seven points per game and has filled several different roles this year. He's been relied upon to be BYU's size without Yoli Childs. And then when Yoli was on the floor, Colby's been asked to be uh, more of a, a depth player at that position. And I asked the Meridian Idaho native just how crazy this season has been for him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's definitely been a roller coaster going from, you know, injuries in the starting starting lineup and then all of a sudden I get a knee injury and then, you know, miss a game, then come back at like five minutes and then then Yo goes back out and now I'm back in the starting lineup and now <laughs> who knows what happens when he gets back, but it's definitely been a roller coaster but I feel like not just me but the rest of the team has responded well. And we all know that we've you know, we've been in this position before when Yo was out. So I mean, we just step up when, when we need to, and we all know we can play. So it's just a confidence thing that we, it's already there. So we don't really need to, you know, worry or stress or anything like that. So we beat really good teams. Um, we've our, we, our chemistry now is really good. So not really worried. It's just step in where you need, where you need to. But it's been good. Well, and to to continue that thought, I think it speaks not just very highly of you and your readiness regardless of the situation, but to your point, the team's readiness that regardless of the situations, whether you have this person or that person, or if you're taking on this style of team, you guys have been able to answer the bell and be ready. That speaks very highly of this team. Exactly. So, I mean, we have some really smart guys on this team. Um, I think everyone's IQ is very high. And it also goes to show how much work our coaches put in because the scouting reports are usually spot on. And when we when we scout guys, you know, we can 
we know how to guard them. We know their we know their sets. So there's not too many times in the game where we don't feel prepared. I feel like every game we've gone into this year, we know what they're going to do. We know our our personnel, and we just feel really confident. And then we go and do our thing, and adds for a good equation. Do you have the green light, by the way, to shoot threes anytime you want? I have the answer, but I'm curious your answer because I've actually talked to a coach about this. So I want to hear what you have to say about this before I tell you what they say. So. I mean, it's never really been talked about, but, I mean, they all have the confidence. I mean, they all have confidence in me. Um, they know I can shoot. I mean, as long as it's a good shot, yeah, green light. Um, but if I'm, like, pulling with hands in my faces, then probably not. And that's not that's not who I am. It's not the type of player I am, so they're not worried about that. So I'm sure they didn't say anything like that, but no. I mean, I do have the green light when I'm open. And the thing is, is a lot of times guys sag off, and I'm like, okay, that's disrespectful, so you got to shoot the ball, right? That's, I mean, so yeah, I have a green light when I'm open, but that's what I would say. Okay, well, you nailed it because we had Coach Feger on BYU Sports Nation, and I, I specifically asked him, does Colby have the green light to shoot the three? Because you've obviously done a really good job with that this year. And, and people probably don't necessarily realize that that is a part of your game, but he said the exact same thing. He's like, everybody's got a green light if it's a good shot. If it's a good shot and they're open, we're going to get on them if they pass up a good shot like that so you answered it perfectly exactly i had an experience in practice towards the beginning of the year because it is part of my game but i passed up i missed one i missed one it was early in the summer i think it was like during two days i missed one and i was like oh, i'm not gonna shoot the next one and i had a wide open look in the corner and coach pope ripped me <laughs> and he said if you don't shoot just he went off and i was like okay you know what if i get another one i'm shooting it so after that i was like whatever green light i'm going in terms of comfort and maybe comfort's not the right word but in in terms of confidence in your ability, what do you feel is working the best for you right now when you're on the floor? Um, for me, my teammates give me not a hard time, but they, they like to tease me a little bit with, uh, they call it quick. So a lot of people think it's like a half a hook, but I get it out of my hand really fast. And they call me the quickie monster. It's because <laughs> I just, I get it out of my hand really fast. And that's something that uh, Coach Burgess taught me, uh, taught us all, all of us pigs. And it just helps save time, energy, effort almost. And when you have a big that has really good touch, I mean, it's something I've worked on every single day. When you have good touch, it, it makes it super easy, and guys can't block it. You can, I've gone against super athletic guys. You know, we played Kansas, we played Houston, we played super long teams. That These bigs are really good, but you watch their faces when I shoot these, and they get super frustrated <laughs> because they can't block it. Yeah. Like, Yoli gets mad too because he's we've seen him block a lot of shots this year. He's a good player, but he gets mad too because it's too quick. And it saves, like, people don't realize what it's called. It's called the quick. I think it's like a half hook or some weird dimension. Or, but, quickie monster. Huh? Yeah, quickie monster just because <laughs> I just I shoot a lot of them just because it's, it's open, it's there, it's easy shot. And if it's going to work, you know, might as well keep going with it. Now, as being one of the players that was on this team last year, I understand that it's not the same San Diego team, but how much of what happened against the Toros last year do you remember heading into a game like this against San Diego? You know, <laughs> That's a great question because, I mean, last year they had four starting seniors, and I think like two or three of them are in the G League. They had a really good team last year. Now, I mean, they're still a really talented team, but that was a senior-heavy team that was really really well-grounded, really well-coached. This year they're still a good team, but the way we lost last year, you want revenge. It's the same thing when we played, you know, like UNLV this year. 
you know, we, we beat them by 30 because we lost to them last year. They beat us decently. So there's there's teams where you mark on the calendar that you say, okay, they had our number, now we want theirs, and you want revenge. So it's not going to be taken lightly. You know, every game in the West Coast Conference is a challenge. There's no team in the West Coast Conference that won't beat you if you don't show up. And the standings prove that out right now with some teams beating teams you probably didn't think were going to be beaten. Exactly. When I saw St. Mary's lose, I was like, yep. I mean, it surprises a lot of other people, but it doesn't really surprise us in the sense that from top to bottom, we have one of the best conferences. It, it just goes to show. With Gonzaga being on Saturday, do you guys have to force yourself to not think of that at all? Do you? I mean, everybody goes in with the mentality one game at a time. Is that especially important when you know Gonzaga's on the other side? I mean, everyone wants to go... 2-0, but in order to do that when you're in conference, you have to focus on the first one, right? So you have to start 1-0 in order to go 2-0. So right now we're, on, we're worried about San Diego. Focus on that one, get the win there, and then then our focus turns to Gonzaga. And, you know, we know that's going to be tough, but we're focused on San Diego right now. When I see that quick shot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to immediately think Quickie Monster. Appreciate the time. Good luck against Truth. Appreciate it. There we go. Colby Lee, the Quickie Monster. I, we'll all... We'll all see that shot that he's talking about because we've obviously seen that uh, during many games, and uh, that's probably going to be the first thing pops in your head, the quickie monster. Really good stuff from Colby Lee. And and he he's proven to be such a big part of what BYU is doing and needs, especially without having Yoli Childs. We'll, uh, we'll see what Colby can do tonight against the USD Toreros. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we'll head next door. We'll go to the Marriott Center. It's time for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. About 50 minutes away from tip-off at the Marriott Center, BYU hosting the San Diego Toreros. Welcome back into Cougar pregame live. Jason Shepard in our BYU radio studios. We will head next door to the site of tonight's game. That would be the Marriott Center. It's time for a courtside conversation with former BYU basketball superstar. You hear him on the radio with Greg Rubel. Mr. Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark, my friend. Hello, my friend, Jason Shepard. How's it going over there in the wherever you are, across the street place? <laughs> I'm hanging out over in our uh, the, the palatial BYU radio studios. Are you in the place where Greg used to do or does the uh, beyond the whatever? The behind the mic? Behind the mic. Yes, yes. I was there once. Uh, I, I am in that same vicinity where he used to do the behind the mic. I was uh, behind the mic at one point. Yes, I am on the other side of the radio building, or the, that side of the building. I'm on the other side of the studios. So about, I guess, three rooms to the north of that room. Okay. If that gives you an idea. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all situated now. I'm, I'm, I'm in a big room with six microphones. Uh, I'm talking to you. I've got the jazz game I'm, on the TV. Like, it's a I'm, good night. I'm in a big room as well yes. with a couple microphones. Yes, you are. Watching a game. Yes. Well, let's talk about, not before we get to tonight's game, just quickly, the win over Portland was, a. I, I said, unique. BYU had a massive lead. Portland comes back. The Cougars pushed the lead back to where it's above 20, Portland comes back, and then eventually BYU ends up winning by 26. That was, that was a, overall, a really fantastic team win if you think about it. 
I thought it was a, a really good win. And, you know, this is a different team without Yoli, and that's just the way it is. And, you know, these types of games with Yoli were a few weeks ago, BYU would end up winning by 30, and it was never close. But without Yoli, teams have a tendency to be able to get back in the game. BYU does get the big lead, which is nice, but teams are able to get back into the game, and, and the, this BYU team needs to find a way to not let that happen as easily. And then, But I, I do like how they, they played strong at the end. They, they really turned the defense up, made the big plays, and, and got a nice big win. But it is a little bit concerning that I saw some things that were problems earlier in the year like losing leads and, and not being able to stop dribble penetration and not rebounding particularly well. Th- those things uh, you know, are still a problem with the Yoli-less team. I think they're getting a little better, and like we said, you know, BYU let them in a little bit, but not all the way back, and they closed the door really nicely. But that's going to be a concern without Yoli. That's just the way it is. He's a difference maker, and so it, 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 you know that that twenty point lead doesn't go to seven with Yoli on the floor. It goes to thirty. Right. And uh, it, it's it's like I said, it's going to be tough. But uh, it's a good team with or without Yoli, and uh, they showed it with a good solid win against Portland, who one of the better three point shooting teams in the country. BYU did a nice job against them in that regard, and uh, so they did they did some nice things. But it's it's more certainly more of a challenge without the big fella. My pregame interview was with Colby Lee, and so I, I want to talk to you about Colby. And his points per game are about six points more without Yoli Childs. And, and he's been able to get BYU some very important minutes in the nine games that we started the season with without Yoli and then the last couple of games that Yoli has not played. How important is Colby's play right now, especially without Yoli on the floor? I, I think uh, Colby has been fantastic this year. And what I really like, and the most important thing he does, is he recognizes when a guy like TJ or Jake drives that they're going to get a lot of attention. It's, it's a real art for a big man to kind of go away from the penetration and then get the hands up and come back in a, in a soft spot. And so he recognizes when his guy has to go help. He gets himself ready in the right spot, gets his hands up, and catches it and then finishes it. That seems all very simple, but it's hard for big men sometimes. Just to have a guy that can finish at the rim when you give him that pass can make a big, big difference in your offense, and it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. I think Colby has become really good at that, and he he's reliable with that little right-handed jump hook. So he, he's, he's done a nice job filling in a little bit of the scoring deficit. What I'd like to see from Colby more is to be more aggressive defensively, be be tougher, rebound outside of his area. He's not a great jumper, but he's got to, to be more of a force in that respect. He's got to be a, more of a rim protector, move his feet. When, when a guy gets beat off the dribble, get over there and make a guy shoot over the top of you rather than you know coming from behind and trying to stop them at the last second. He's got to be more active defensively. He's got to be tougher defensively, but he's done some really nice things, and BYU has desperately needed his production, and he's given it. He's become a, a nice little offensive threat. San Diego is struggling this season, and, I mean, you can look at the roster, and, and I don't mean specifically blaming it on this year, but you, you look at what they lost from last year 
and how potent that team was and senior-laden that team was last year. And then they lose four or five starters. They come in with a, a record overall below 500. They're still searching for their first win in conference. What are your thoughts on the Toreros this season? Well, they've struggled. I mean, but they, they've had, they had a couple nice wins early, and uh, I think they took Stanford pretty close. And, and uh, I mean, they were serviceable. Uh, and I thought it's going to be just another one of those San Diego teams that's not great, but a tough out. And uh, uh, the, the, But the conference has not been good. They have not played well lately, and they've obviously struggled in conference. You know, I look at this roster, and, and Greg and I you know, <laughs> in this league so long, and you, go on, you, you almost know the other guys more than you know your own team at times. And obviously Pinero seemed like he was there for 20 years and yeah. was a, a cougar killer and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, Floresca out there, I recognize. But other than that, this is a pretty young team. That I, don't, I don't know any of these guys. And that's really weird for a conference opponent that I don't really recognize many people on that team. So they're, they're young. They're trying to figure it out. Uh, they have not been particularly good this year. But uh, as they showed, they got a little fight the other night against Pepperdine. They were down big and got that game, got back into that game and had a chance. And like I said, you know, they beat Fresno. They beat Weaver State on the road. And so it's not a team you can certainly overlook, but it's nowhere near the team that we've seen the past couple of years. They just don't have kind of that superstar guy like a Pinero or, you know, they had some great guards in the past that would really scare you every time. They, they don't have that superstar, and they're trying to find it. This uh, Finn Sullivan came in, had a big game against Pepperdine. Maybe he's the guy off the bench that can provide some of that scoring. But it, it's been a it's certainly been a struggle for San Diego, and I don't – expect that struggle to be alleviated here in the Marriott Center tonight but uh, it's a team that's got some good potential down the road. As a former player you can certainly speak to this with Gonzaga on Saturday and, and we always hear one game at a time we're worried about this we're not worried about the next one you know I, I can talk about Gonzaga you you and I can have the conversation about what happens on Saturday the players they have to focus how difficult is that when, when you were a player and you had a game that you were getting ready for, it was a team you were supposed to beat, and then you had a big game after it. How, how do you keep yourself from not focusing on the bigger game and focus on the task at hand? It's really hard, actually. I mean, when I was a player, there were there were games that mattered a whole heck of a lot more to me than other games, and uh, obviously Utah type games and the big, you know, the big. Maui Invitational type games that, that meant a lot to me as a player, and it's it's easy to get up for those. You're just automatically up for those. And the real challenge for any good player or any good team is to be able to get that same kind of emotion and, and energy for the, for the games like tonight, especially when you got a game like Gonzaga on, on the weekend. You know that's national coverage and in the kennel, and it's going to be rocking and all that stuff. And so it, it's a challenge. But I tell you what, the the good teams and the good players do it, and they don't get snuck up on and they don't have the mental lapses and they're ready to go and that's that starts with the team leadership on this team I, I don't see that as much this year with the senior leaders they're going to make sure the guys are ready to go coach pope obviously you know first year he's coming in he's like yeah everything he's, he's fired up he's right and every game is the end of the world for him because first year coach trying to you know do some good things here so i don't see it as a problem particularly for this team but it certainly can be. I and mean, you, you just just go go back to last year in the conference tournament. BYU beat San Diego a couple times that year. And, you know, it's the first first round for BYU then. And they just got, I mean, perhaps the, the most frustrating 
pitiful performance I've ever seen in 23 years doing this. I mean, it was just an awful, awful game for BYU. And um, I don't know what went on there, but certainly they did not come out ready to play. San Diego got confidence, and then they got just blitzed. And so you have to be ready for every team. Yeah, sure, certain teams mean more, and you're going to remember them. But you have to get yourself to a place as an athlete and re- recognize you only have a certain number of games that you're going to be able to play college basketball. You better come out and give your best performance each one and not have any regrets. All right, with that in mind, then it brings us to our final question. Ken Garponda, Nissan, Volkswagen, and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I think, uh, you know, BYU just needs to take care of the basketball. Uh, you keep it under you know, 12 turnovers. That assisted turnover rate has been great for BYU. San Diego's not a great three-point shooting team. What I'd really like to see, it's not really a, a you know, a key, is I'd just like to see better defense, better help defense on the dribble penetration. San Diego's not going to shoot as many threes as Portland. They're going to try and take it to the rim. BYU's got to help. Big guys help, get, get rotation. If I see that, that's the, a big key for me going into Saturday. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll ask more about this on uh, on Saturday because it'll be the uh, the night before the big game. But uh, how pleased were you that your Packers were able to move on and at least advance to the NFC Championship game? Oh man, the Pack! I love it. I you know, love it. You know, we, there, there's a real possibility that this could be Chiefs Packers in the Super Bowl, and then you and I would would be on opposite ends of this thing. I'm going to bet you a hundred thousand dollars that the Packers beat the Packers beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Are you willing to do it? Look, your money where your mouth look, is. Look, I know where you live and I know where I live. And I understand how that money, that amount came out of your mouth. Right, listen, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Daniel Stevenson strike fear in my heart as a Packers fan. But I just Sorensen. I just, yeah, yeah. What, what, what did I say? You said Stevenson. My, I think in Derek Stevenson. You were thinking <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, uh, people aren't going to forget his name very much after no. his performance yes. last week. That fourth down was awesome. But, yeah, Daniel Sorensen. And uh, so I just want to get to that game. Then I'll worry about the yes. Chiefs at that point. Yeah, let's just get to the Super Bowl, then we'll worry about it. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. I right, see you. There we go. The great Mark Durant, our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. As we get you ready, just about 40 minutes or so, 35, 40 minutes away from tip-off at the Marriott Center between BYU and San Diego. We'll take a timeout, come back and wrap things up from over here at BYU Radio. Then we'll get you over to the game coming up in just a second. That's coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougars and Toreros coming your way from the Marriott Center in just a little bit. We'll get you over to the Marriott Center with Greg Rubel and Mark Durant coming up in just a second. Uh, Lots of other teams playing tonight from the state of Utah. However, none of the games have tipped off. Utah will tip off at Arizona at 6.30 Mountain Time. Weaver State will be at Idaho State at 7. UVU at New Mexico State also at 7 Mountain. And Southern Utah hosting Northern Arizona. Uh, and by the way, UVU is hosting New Mexico State, not at New Mexico State. Uh, Southern Utah will be hosting Northern Arizona also at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll go over all those scores as the night continues. A uh, quick update on the Jazz game, Jazz at Pelicans. Uh, they are in the uh, first quarter, and it is all tied up at 20 apiece. That's going to do it. On the other side, back to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center on the beautiful BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars play for an eighth straight home win and to stay unbeaten all time at home against the opponent this evening, the Toreros of San Diego. I'm your play-by-play announcer, Greg Grubel, with me, former Cougar hoopster, accomplished local attorney and social media humorist, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, tonight it's uh, it's more of the same from Saturday, let's say, uh, like Portland, USD is a team that has never won a game in the Marriott Center. Like Portland, USD is a lower-tier conference team. Another team you simply have to beat to stay in the WCC title chase and keep that postseason portfolio relatively unblemished. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at it right now. Everything seems really nice and rosy, and people, you know, 9C, 10C, NCAA term. I'm telling you, Greg, you get to the that room on that Sunday – they're going to be looking for ways to, to get BYU out, and or at least a lower seed. And they're they're going to be picking at it, and and, and there's even without Yoli, this is a game that, that it would just be devastating to those kind of hopes. They'll give them the out. They say, well, look at this game, and so you got a team that's struggling. You got them at home. You got everything rolling. Keep it going. Keep it going with or without Yoli. This is a game BYU's got to get if they want to get where they want to get. Got later got it that's mark durant mark pope is coming up next as the zions bank cougar pregame coaches show continues here on the new skin byu sports network you're tuned to the cougar pregame coaches show for more with head coach mark pope let's rejoin your host greg rubel Coming away live from courtside here at the Marriott Center. We're getting you set for BYU in San Diego. First meeting since last March in Las Vegas when BYU's season and the Dave Rose era both came to an end in a 23-point shellacking that really wasn't nearly as close as that. even that lopsided final score. It was arguably uh, the lowest point in a, a subpar season. Ten months later, here we are, BYU resurgent and San Diego struggling. 0-4 in league and without a Division I win in more than a month. Yet in our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. The coach says uh, the rebuilding Toreros are dangerous enough to have BYU's full attention, even with number one Gonzaga awaiting on the weekend. They're a young team that's growing uh, in front of our eyes. And um, so, so you have to be aware of kind of every little guy and not just where he is right now, but the trajectory he's on. They'll get better and better as the season goes. Uh, they're really well coached and they have talented players. And they're really, right now, they're really dangerous. By the end of the season, I think they'll be really good. Okay, who impresses you most on their team? Well, uh, you got to start with one. I mean, he starts at the three for them, and he's their leading scorer, and he's a terrific offensive rebounder, and he takes their toughest defensive assignment. So all around, he's pretty special. Uh, this, uh, Finn Sullivan, this number five, uh, put on a show in the second half against Pepperdine. Kind of, yeah, he's had some moments, you know, over his freshman year, a couple moments, and then uh, had a huge moment in the in the second half of the game. 
you know, last week, and he's a he's a really really capable scorer. Uh, he's long and rangy. He can pass over the top. He plays some point for them. Pass over the top of ball screen defense. Uh, he's got he gets the ball out of his out of his hands really quick on his shot uh, and effortlessly. Uh, he's a smart savvy player. Um, he, he I think he's going to grow into a problem. I, you know, based on recent uh, games, he 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 is he is a really really talented young player. It may not be the go-to part of their game, but they've got a couple of big bodies inside that they can uh, rotate around and, and make life difficult. Yeah, uh, 25, Masalaski, I'm sure I said that wrong. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, he is, um, he's, he's actually really skilled and really, really athletic. Uh, you know, he's a big-time fake. Hopefully you don't see him do it at all tonight because we, we scouted it out pretty well, but he's big-time. You know, they run a ton of handoffs really, really fast. Their, their actions are good, and he loves to fake handoff and spin and take a bounce and get a running start and dunk on guys. He's long and athletic and explosive and a terrific rebounder. Uh, um, you know, they're starting – the guys they've been starting is Jean-Marie, 23, and Floresca, 15, both really physical bruisers. Uh, Fle- uh, Jean-Marie, who starts at the four, um, can really face up and shoot it. He's got a slow release, but he's making shots right now, and he's also a bully, an undersized bully in the post. Um, so, so it's a good team. Um, they're, you know, they only have one senior on the team, and he, he's 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 used to winning. Uh, but they have a bunch of guys that were on the team last year that that um, got a feel for for that culture and what they were their expectations were, and and uh, they'll be a great challenge for us tonight. I know you like the way your biggest big is playing right now, and and uh, and Colby's, uh, especially when Yoli goes out, and you need more from Colby. He's been delivering. Yeah, Colby's. Uh, you know, he keeps growing. Uh, he keeps getting a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more comfortable. Um, he's done an unbelievable job keeping his game in his lane of what he does very best, and it's making him unbelievably efficient. Um, to have a sophomore player that, that's played so few minutes uh, in his career, you know, this deep into the year against the competition we played, be over a one point per possession, solidly over one point per possession, and is really impressive. And then he's been he's been really working hard on his defensive assignments, and I think he's getting better and better and more confident on the defensive end. We presume Yo's getting closer day by day, and hopefully no setbacks, right? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll probably try and get him out on the court sometime here in the next week or so, and and just see how comfortable he is holding the ball in his hands, and and uh, hopefully that return comes sooner rather than later. Everyone knows how big certain games are in a league schedule, but it's not a cliche to say every game is a big game once you get into league. Yeah, uh, we talk about it as a team all the time. The, the the day that we don't think that the game we're playing is the toughest, most difficult, most stressful game that we've had all season long is the day where we're going to slip up. And, and, and it's that's not just um, that's just not coach speak. That's actually the truth. And so and that's really hard. It is it is. A hundred percent contrary to human nature to come every game and be more focused and play harder than the game before, and, and not only is it contrary to human nature, but it's exhausting. But that's the job. That's why only so few teams can actually accomplish that task of of putting together championship seasons, is because it is incredibly draining and taxing. Uh, right now, our guys have have proven to. Um, to be really, really focused for 18 games, and, and we're hoping that we'll do it for 19. All right, Coach, sounds good. Thanks for the preview. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Ray. That is Mark Pope, and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello once again, Cougar Hoops fans. Welcome back to pregame coverage of 13-5 BYU 2-1 in the West Coast Conference, hosting 7-12 San Diego. The Toreros winless in conference play at 0-4. The last time USD opened 0-5 in league. Well, BYU is still playing in the Mountain West Conference, so it's it's been a while. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from Courtside. Our statistician tonight is BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. BYU Radio engineer is Barry Squires. Our broadcast interns are James Havel at BYU Radio and... Nate Slack here at the Marriott Center. All right, so we're coming to you live on the uh, new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app and the BYU Radio app plus BYUCougars.com slash live radio and BYU Radio.org. You can also hear play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball podcast so make sure you get that well Yoli Childs remains on the mend he will not play this week meaning he will have missed at least four games with his finger injury the very earliest he could return would be probably next Thursday at Pacific but that's that's a best case scenario and far from a certainty meantime BYU's now won seven of 11 games played without Yo and has kept itself in the bracket mix mark it's still a lot of work to do of course but with the hope that Yo will yet return to help the Cougars make that late season push the guys now have the confidence that comes with rallying to play well and and do so without their leading scorer and rebounder Greg you received no witness until after the trial of your faith my friend and my faith has been tried with all these injuries Yoli and I mean I go down the list it was depressing watching them warm up the guys that were not in uniform but as you, if we talked about, I'm hoping that that trial will strengthen this team. And they've played very good without Yoli. they played great with Yoli. And I'm hoping that my witness will come <laughs> at the end of the season when we get everybody back and everybody plays well and uh, maybe do something special at the end. That's my hope. Can we get a witness? And uh, Trevin Nell, the latest to be sidelined, he picked up a thumb injury and in shoot-around today, and he won't play tonight for BYU. So uh, really seven rotation regulars available for the Cougars tonight as the war of attrition wages on here in 2019-20. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from USD head coach Sam Scholl as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. All 
right, so getting you set for BYU and San Diego. 23rd game in the series. BYU leads 16-6. BYU's 9-0 against USD in Provo. Eight of those wins coming since BYU joined the West Coast Conference. Last year's San Diego team qualified for the NIT, largely on the strength of a 23-point demolition of BYU in the WCC tournament. But that team was loaded with seniors, and this season's version of the Toreros has only one senior and only one win over the last month. And that came against a non-Division I opponent. Head coach Sam Scholl's team is still looking for its first win in league, of course, at 0-4. And the program still seeking its first ever win now in the Marriott Center. I asked Coach Scholl about the challenges facing his guys here on both accounts when we talked a short time ago. I think we're getting close. I mean, we're getting better every day. We're getting better every day, especially offensively, which has been our biggest, you know, our biggest weakest. Um, so, you know, this is a tough league, though. So, I mean, every night you're going to have to play very, very well to get that win. Coach Pope's mantra is get better every day. Yeah, ours is be better. So okay. yeah, that's what we're trying to do is just trying to be better every day. Be better be better today than we were yesterday and, and get ready to be better tomorrow than we were today. You weren't affiliated with all of the games, but how much does the fact that San Diego is looking for its first win in this building ever play into how guys you know get themselves juiced up for something like this? Well, I mean, we're, we're excited because we're playing a really good BYU team, you know, and, and a great program. I mean, every year BYU is going to be very, very good. And so for us, it's just an opportunity to – play a really good team and, and and see what we're all about one of the high points of your program since you've been the head coach had to have been what happened against this BYU team uh, last March yeah I mean that was great that was that was a whole another year that was a different team we're we're a much different team they're a different team you know so you know they, they, you know this is uh this is gonna be just like I said be a great great challenge for us tonight any holdover or any carryover anticipated from either side at all from what happened in, in the WCC tournament I I mean for us again you know, it's, 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 we're such a different team, you know, so for, you know, if we were even to show any clips of that, you know, seven of our guys would, wouldn't recognize anybody up on that, on that, on that screen. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure for them, they're a prideful group, you know, you know, he's got a lot of pride and so, you know, but they, you know, they're, they're trying to win a championship. So I don't think that last year has much to do with other than they're trying to win a championship. This year's team, the fact that it has, you know, really one rotation senior right now, there's probably a flip side to that in that it's a long-term positive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the talent of our young guys, um, and, and like I said, they're getting they're getting better every day, and we're you know they're developing and, and understanding what it takes to win in the, in Division One, and especially in this you know in the ninth ranked conference in the country. So you know, I think there's some, some bright days ahead. What did you guys show you with about 15 minutes to go against Pepperdine on the weekend when you're down 18 and then bang, it's a one point game? Well, I was thinking, you know, Finn Sullivan came in and made some some great plays and, and really kind of helped our offense be more efficient, you know, getting the ball moving and, and, and being able to make some plays off the dribble and off ball screens, you know, so I'm excited for him to build off that. Maybe a size advantage for you guys uh, tonight. Uh, BYU's not terribly big to begin with. Now they're down Yoli Childs, too. Yeah, but they're tough. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. I mean, you know, they're, six, they're six, 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 seven guys, play six, eight, play six, nine. They play bigger than they are, so, you know, I don't think there will be, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be equally as tough on in, in, inside and in the paint. Coach Pope and his staff, they have such a great coaching staff. They're doing an excellent job. They run their offense with such great pace. The ball moves, and, you know, they're defending at a pretty high level. So, you know, they, they, all everything is to be expected with a, with a Coach Pope-type team. Okay. Finally, you're a quarter of the way through the league schedule. Having seen a bit of it, what do you make of the WCC 2020? I think it's every bit as good as last year, maybe, maybe better. Maybe better from top to bottom. You know, you talk about you know, how Santa Clara's playing, how Pacific's playing, how um, you know how Pepperdine's coming on. How you know, there's just good teams all the way across the board. Portland's had yeah, exactly. Yeah. Portland, you know, just down all the way, you know, from from top to bottom. You know, and obviously what Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU have done. So it's a it's a, it's an awesome conference. You know, it's a challenge every night, and uh, it's a it's a great opportunity to compete.
Coach Joel, thank you for the time. Safe travels. We'll see you back at your place. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is USD head coach Sam Scholl. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Almost one year ago, T.J. Haas set his career scoring high in a wild overtime win at San Diego. How many points did T.J. score on that night? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, uh, getting you set for BYU in San Diego. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Almost one year ago, T.J. Haas set his career scoring high in a wild overtime win at San Diego. How many points did T.J. score? Not only do I know how, what his career high is, <laughs> 35, I know his high rebounds are 8. His high assist is 14. Yep. He's played in 119 consecutive games. <laughs> He's made a three-point field goal in 13 consecutive games. Anything well, else you want to know? Mark knows stuff. 35 is the correct answer. He 35 was, points. I mean, I don't use this lightly. This worked unstoppable in that game. It was amazing. He can be that way. And uh, it's amazing that we're not going to see him after this year. It, it, BYU taking the floor without TJ Haas doesn't, uh, yeah, something wrong or with no that. No Haas. I yeah. mean, what's that? Yeah, no be kidding. Weird. All right, time for a few final words before tip. After this break, you are listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. As we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, getting you set for BYU and San Diego. Uh, Zach Selyus, Mark, when he burst on the scene as a freshman, showed us a lot of nights like we saw, well, Saturday night. He was 5 for 5 from 3. So good to see that stroke back. I remember the first game that he jumped out of me was at Colorado. Yep. We got drilled in that game, but he was amazing. That was kind of his coming out party. And he's been very good, very consistent. But that's if he can kind of find that three-point confidence again and have more games like the other night, that will really help. Tip-off of the Cougars and Toreros is coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.